Welcome to another episode of the Hoop Talk Podcast by fans for fans. I'm Ryan. There's my guy, Jalen. What's up, everybody? This podcast is where we discuss all things basketball, so expect a lot of hot takes, debates, and a true display of basketball knowledge. Let's get right into it. Our topic today is the second annual Hoop Talk Podcast All-Star Special. So if you guys remember last year, we we recorded our All-Star Special for the first time, breaking down all the events. We're back at it again, second year in a row all-star uh, lineup ready to go as well. A lot to uncover with this all-star weekend, especially with a lot of the new rules implemented for the rising stars game, which we will get to a little bit later. So Jalen, let's kick things off uh, with the first event. Yeah, man. So it's interesting this year, we're definitely doing things a little bit differently. We focused on like the four primary events last season being the skills challenge, the three point contest, the slam dunk contest. And of course, the actual all-star game itself but we've got a bunch of other events added in and we're going to start pretty wholesome we're going to start with a celebrity all-star game so for those who are not familiar with it the ruffles nba all-star game features comedians rappers recording artists and others and this year they're going to be coached by nba legends bill walton and dominique wilkins this is actually going to be on a game we're we're recording this on the 18th this game will be at 7 p.m tonight on espn Hey, man, Cleveland is about to be jumping for this one because they got some crazy headliners. They've got singer-songwriter Jimmy Allen, um, host and actress Brittany Elena, Machine Gun Kelly, you know, Dierica Hamby, Las Vegas Aces forward, Noah Carlock, um, uh, one of the Fanatics All-In Challenge winners, uh, Nyjah Houston, an Olympian skateboarder, Matt James, ABC's The Bachelor. Uh, he's one of the uh, actors on there. Quavo, obviously, coming back for another MVP. Ranveer Singh, an actor. And um, Alex Toussaint, a uh, Peloton instructor. And then for Team Dominique, we got annual AA rapper, uh, Mayor Justin Bibb, the mayor of Cleveland. So you know he's going to put on for the city. Kane Brown, singer-songwriter. Miles Garrett, putting on for the city, too. Cleveland Browns defensive end. I don't know who... Who's going to want to fool with him when it comes time to face him on that side of the court? But, man, Booby Gibson, former uh, Cleveland Cavaliers legend, Tiffany Haddish, comedian, actress, author, the whole nine. Jack Harlow, who actually just signed a deal with New Balance, going to be rocking some new shoes for the first time on the court, um, rapper and recording artist. Chrissa, Harry, uh, Chris, Chrissa Jackson, excuse me, one of the uh, Harlem Glo- Globetrotters. Uh, Anjali Rondavi. Uh, singer-songwriter, and Gianna Marco, Tom Barry, and Olympic high jumper uh, champion. So, yeah, excuse me for butchering all you guys' names, but at the end of the day, man, it's a lot of headliners that are going to be playing in this interesting game. Ryan, who you got, bro? Who you got? I feel like any team that has Quavo on it definitely has a chance, especially given the the basketball skill that he has. He's also a former All-Star game uh, MVP, celebrity all-star game MVP. But then you look at the rest of the team, right? You have Dierica Hamby for the Las Vegas Aces. She had an incredible year with the Aces last year. But I'm also interested to see what Machine Gun Kelly can do on the court. I wonder I wonder uh, what he'll be able to do. But I think the, uh, the one matchup I'm looking forward to is between Cuevo and Jack Harlow. We saw a little bit of uh, their interaction uh, with the two-on-two game when they actually were teammates. Now we get to see them on the court as opponents. All in all, I'm going Team Walton for this one. Yeah, man, it's kind of hard to argue with having Quavo in the squad. But look, just for the spirit of fun, also on the fact that this team has Miles Garrett and Mayor Justin Bibb on the squad repping the city of Cleveland. Booby Gibson, too, man, there's way too much Cleveland action in the building for Team Dominique. And of course, like you mentioned, Jack Harlow, man. Definitely a hooper. He's going to be unveiling the new shoes. There's no way he's going to come out with the new shoes on and not ball out. Like you said beforehand, going to be really interesting to see their matchup. Talking about Quavo and Jack, considering these guys played on teams. And, I mean, they killed, to be honest. That was one of those other things, too, that was really interesting was that they actually – I mean, we knew Quavo was pretty nice. But seeing Jack on the court was definitely a a step up, too. So it's going to be really interesting to see how they play. The the wild card for me, though, is Miles Garrett, man. That dude – I don't know who's defending that man. If he goes post-ups, I don't know who's defending that man. I, I think he'll definitely over-under on at least five dunks in this game. I think Miles Gary hits the over big time. Um, I'm assuming that means that you're also going to go with um, Quavo to be your 
all-star game MVP? Yeah, I think Cuevo is going to be my all-star game MVP. I, I think he's just going to be able to take over this game pretty quickly. I think he'll get, um, I'll go ahead and say like 18 points. I think he'll shoot six of 10 from the field. I think he'll get a couple of steals on the defensive end. But look out for Dierica Hampy because I think she'll have something to prove at this game as well. Yeah, man, that's the matchup. Dierica probably is the best matchup they got versus Miles. I, if I got to take anybody to get um, MVP for my team, it's definitely going to be Jack Harlow. But the close second, watch out for Justin Bibb, bro. The, the mayor's going to put on for the land one time. I think he's going to be coming out with a vengeance to try, try to put the city on the map. I think it's going to be really interesting overall. Of course, funny style game, nothing too, too crazy. Just a really wholesome way to start things off. Let's move on to the Clorox Rising Stars Challenge. And this format is a lot different than in years past. In years past, we've seen uh, the freshman versus sophomore game, right? We've seen the uh, the USA versus um, pretty much everyone, right? We've seen those versions of the Rising Star game. This year, things were done a little bit differently. So let me explain the rules. The rosters for the new three-game tournament format are set, setting up an epic clash of young NBA talent. The 22 the 2022 Clorox Rising Stars rosters have been announced, and we'll kind of list out some of the guys that are on all of these teams. And the coaches are going to be Rick Barry, Gary Payton, the great Isaiah Thomas, and James Worthy. The 2022 All-Star Weekend event will be highlighted by some of the league's best young talent, including leading Kia Rookie of the Year candidates Evan Mobley and Cade Cunningham and sophomore stars like LaMelo Ball and Anthony Edwards. In a new format, 28 players, including 12 rookies, 12 sophomores, and four members of the NBA G League Ignite program are all going to be facing off as a part of these three squads. So let me kind of go through the grouping real quick. For Team Barry, we got Cade Cunningham, Dyson Daniels of the G League Ignite, Evan Mobley, Isaac Okoro, Alperin Sengun, Jay Sean Tate, and Froz Walker. Second up, we have Team Isaiah. We got Precious Achua, Desmond Bain, Sadiq Bey, Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, Jaden Hardy for the G League Night, and Isaiah Stewart. Then for the for Team Peyton, this is this this might be the team to watch right here. Ryan, Lamelo Ball, Scotty Barnes, Ayo Desumu, shout out Big Ayo, Chris Duarte, who's not going to be able to play in this game but did make the squad. Scoot Henderson for the G League Night. Bones Highland, who again is another guy who's not going to make this uh this trip for the team due to injury, but he's um being replaced by um I think there's a handful of guys that are jumping on the squad. John, Jonathan Kaminga is one of the injury replacements, and Jaden McDaniels. There's also Davion Mitchell who got injured as well. I don't it doesn't have a listing for who his replacement is, but um no big deal there. And then last team is team worthy man cole anthony marjan bochamp for g league night josh giddy jalen green herb jones tyrese maxi and jalen sugg so the way that we're going to do this ryan is we're going to go through their team bracket and based off the team brackets we're going to pick who we think from the semifinals round is going to move on to the finals and then pick who we think from the finals is going to win so in the first semifinal matchup is team isaiah versus Team Worthy. Just to go back over the teams real quick, Team Isaiah had Precious Achua, Desmond Bain, Sadiq Bay, Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, Jaden Hardy, and Isaiah Stewart. Team Worthy has Cole Anthony, Marjan Bochamp, Josh Giddy, Jalen Green, Herb Jones, Tyrese Maxey, and Jalen Suggs. With that being the case, Ryan, who do you have winning the first of the two semifinal matchups? I'm going to go with Team Isaiah on this one. I love the combination that they have here of Tyrese Halliburton and Anthony Edwards. They're two of the youngest stars uh, coming up in the NBA right now. I think the big thing when you look at the rest of the roster, Desmond being one of the top three-point shooters in the league, Precious Achua, one of the top offensive rebound uh, offensive rebounders in the league as well. Jaden Hardy has shown a lot in the G League up to this point. Sadiq Bay also could shoot the three, uh, also could shoot some three pointers as well. Um, Isaiah Stewart, a physical force in the front court. I think this team just has a little bit of everything. I think the big thing that we're going to see in this game is is how Anthony Edwards is just going to be able to take over. 
And especially with this energy and athleticism, I think his pairing with Tyrese will make for one of the stronger uh, duos in, in this game. So I think uh, watching out for Team Isaiah on this one, I think Team, team Isaiah is definitely going to take the win on this one. So not me just being anti, but I genuinely believe I'm going to take team worthy. And I'm going to say that out of the fact that you have one of the best young passers in the NBA and Josh Giddy, and you're surrounding him with crazy athleticism. Cole Anthony, he's going to be in the dunk contest that we talk about a little bit later. Jalen Green, he's going to be in that same dunk contest. Talk about guys like Jalen Suggs as well. So they're going to have crazy athleticism all over the place. Marjan Bochamp has been one of the more complete players out of the G League Ignite squad so far this season. Maybe not filling it up offensively the way some of the other guys like Jaden Hardy and others have so far this year. But as, as far as overall talent, he has definitely been one of the more complete guys on the team. Herb Jones, we already know defensively he's going to get jiggy. We know Tyrese Maxey is going to be a guy that's going to want to get his buckets. And the interesting matchup I think to actually watch out for is Jalen Green versus Anthony Edwards. You're talking about two straight-up scorers. I think that's going to be one of those back and forth that's going to be really interesting to watch because both of those guys in isolation situations definitely enjoy a combative attitude. If you've ever watched like the Slam All-Star Games, these are two different guys who definitely embrace the moment. Watch out for Jaden Hardy in this matchup for your team. Talking about Team Isaiah Ryan, too. Talk about a guy who's trying to assert himself as a potential top five pick amongst some of the guys that have been featured in the college scene. Jaden Hardy's best chance to maybe put a stamp on being a top five pick within such a competitive top class probably is through what he shows in his all-star game, believe it or not. Despite the fact that this is supposed to be a four-fun matchup, this might be his best opportunity amongst other NBA talent to show that he actually can compete at that level. So going to be really interesting. But you got Team Isaiah. I got Team Worthy. So the second matchup of the semifinals is Team Barry versus Team Peyton. So to go back through the teams real quick, man, Rick Barry got him a squad, don't he? Jesus. Just to go back through it again, Cade Cunningham, Dyson Daniels, Evan Mobley, Isaac Okoro, Alperin Sengun, Jay Sean Tate, and Frost Wagner. Jeez, man. And then you talk about um, then you talk about Team Peyton, though. LaMelo Ball, Scotty Barnes, Ayo Desumu, Scoot Henderson, Jonathan Kaminga, and Jaden McDaniels. Those are at least the ones that are definitely going to play. Ryan, this seems like the game of the century right here, low-key, bro. Who, who you got winning this one? I want to point out one thing real quick that you said earlier. Bones Highland is actually going to be playing in this game. He's injury injury replacement oh, okay. for Davion Mitchell. Okay, uh, and then Jonathan Kaminga, he's the injury replacement for Chris Duarte. But nonetheless, team Peyton all the way. And Jalen, look at the scoring on this team. LaMelo Ball, Ayu Desumu, Bones Highland, Scotty Barnes does a great job getting it done for you on both sides of the floor as somebody who can attack the glass. Jonathan Kaminga, he's come on really strong recently for the Golden State Warriors. Jade McDaniels, one of the stronger defenders. He's, he's really come on strong as well. And then Scoot Henderson. This, to me, is the wild card because Scoot Henderson, youngest player in the on the G League Ignite team, and he's a player that I think can do a lot of damage on the offensive end. Just give him time to get the ball. Let him let him do his thing. Let him get some buckets. I think Team Peyton is going to win this matchup. Yeah, man. Team Team Peyton. They, bro, they are they are different looking, bro. And the crazy part is, if they had Chris still on this team and they had Davion Mitchell, it would be even more insane. But the replacements that they got, Jonathan Kaminga, a guy who I think arguably probably should have been on the team outright from the beginning and bones Highland being in there too. Definitely still some really solid talent. I'm going to go with team Peyton too, bro. Look at the end of the day, I know, look, man, I know Rick has some squad. He has a squad over there, especially with having Cade and Evan, but they don't got any shooting, man. This is an all-star game. They don't got, they don't got shooters like that. And they definitely are not as up and down as the, uh, as the team Peyton is team Peyton is going to be able to run up and down the floor on the on a regular i mean you got Lamelo as a passer scotty as a passer you got guys like io desumu that like to play um head down bones highland is another guy who can get jiggy and uh, jiggy in terms of uh isolation 
Jonathan Kaminga, man, he's going to have at least three big-time posters because I, I see a situation where either Alperin Singoon or Evan Mobley is going to end up finding out about Jonathan Kaminga. And if they're not, sorry, rookie mate, but uh, Dyson Daniels, I, I know you ain't in the league yet, but we might have to give you that early baptimization. You know what I mean? Got to give you that early baptimization. You know what I'm saying? Because somebody's going to jump with Jonathan. I, they're going to regret it as well. So I got to agree with you. I'm going with Team Peyton as well. So for you, you have the finals matchup as being Team Isaiah versus Team Peyton. I have Team Worthy versus Team Peyton. Who you got finishing it out and winning the finals? Okay, so this is this is a bit of a dilemma. Do I want energy and athleticism or do I want scoring? I'm gonna say scoring. I think it's going to be really key for a a rising stars format like this that the team who has the most uh, scores on their team will get the win. And in the case of Team Peyton, like I said earlier, Lamelo, Io Desumu. Bones Highland, Scoot Henderson, four great scorers for your team. So I'm going to have to go with Team Peyton. Solid, solid. I'm going to go with Team Peyton as well. I think that that's a really solid pick. And, of course, I think you made a great point. Energy and athleticism versus straight out scoring. I think either way it's going to be a track meet. I think both teams are going to get up and down the floor in a heartbeat, not just because it's an all-star game, but because they have some legit passers that can get the job done. and They got athletes around them. I'm going to go with Team Peyton as well. The question, though, Ryan, that I got to ask you is, who do you have winning the MVP for this tournament? That's the real question. With all this talent, who do you have getting the trophy? I feel like this is a, a rising stars game that LaMelo gets the trophy. I think this is just fit for somebody like LaMelo to win it, especially considering that he, he does it all. He's a scorer. He's a playmaker. He's a sneaky defender. I think he's the guy that can get it done all around for Team Peyton. Yeah, I think that that's a pretty solid pick. Obviously, I'm going to go with my guy, Ayo DeSumo, of course. This is one of the guys who I think is going to actually come out here and play really hard in this game. Again, despite the fact that it um, is an all-star game. He seems like a Gary Payton guy, too, in terms of asking what he's going to ask of him. I think that Ayo DeSumo is going to play up in this tournament. I think he's going to show a lot of people that although he has played really well as a cog in a system alongside some of the top guys in the league being Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan, Ayo DeSumo is no slouch in terms of being able to do things when the chips are pushed to the middle of the table. I'm going to go with Ayo DeSumo. And don't be surprised if my guy comes up clutch, too. I think he might end up hitting a buzzer beater or two. It might not win the game, but I think there'll be a couple quarters that end with my man Ayo putting the ball in the basket. That's just a, uh, just my last little point there. So we both got Team Peyton winning, different MVPs, but nonetheless, crazy tournament. Comes up later on um, today as well in terms of when the game will be played. So stay tuned for that stuff. Next up, we got to move on to the HBCU Classic. We're not going to spend too, too much time on the HBCU Classic. We actually have an episode coming out tomorrow that further entails like our breakdown on this episode. We sat down with All Facts Media and did some discussion about some of the HBCU basketball uh, talents as well as some of the guys that are going to be participating in this here event. But Ryan, the simplicity of it basically is our team out here, Morgan State versus the Howard Bison. Really interesting matchup. Like I said, they can check out the episode to get the real breakdown. But real quickly, for the people listening to this episode, who do you have winning this game? So for me, I'm going to go with Howard. And it's because of this duo of Steve Settle and Elijah Hawkins. You get a great you get a great scorer in Steve, uh, uh, Steve Settle, who's averaging 14.5 points per game, 4.5 rebounds. Gets it done on defense as well with 1.5 steals per game. Elijah Hawkins, 12.2 points a game, six assists. He has that playmaking ability that you like, and also 2.6 steals a game, another sneaky defender on this squad. I think the big thing that's going to help Howard is the play of these two. They also had uh, 20 points each in their last game against Morgan State. And then when you look at the, uh, the Morgan State aspect, this is a team that loves to take a lot of shots. They average about 63 shots a game. And 
as much as they love to, as Jalen likes to say it, to chuck them up, it's about knocking them down. And I'm not sure if Morgan State is going to be able to be as efficient shooting the ball in this game. And I think Howard's just going to be able to get it done. I think Kyle Foster is another solid player for this team as well with 16.2 points per game. He leads the team in scoring. But I'm going to go with Howard on this one. Yeah, man, I can't hate it. I definitely have to agree, unfortunately, in terms of not picking the home team, being Morgan State. But one guy to watch out for on the big stage for Morgan, Malik Miller, averaging 12 points, 8.6 rebounds per game, shooting 54% from the floor. Not too solid from the three-point line. But at the end of the day, this is going to be a guy who I think can fill it up. Two games ago, he scored 21 points um, in a matchup against North Carolina Central. Topped that off with four blocks, five a five assists, and ten rebounds. Had a crazy, crazy outing against North uh, North Carolina Central. So I think in this matchup in particular, I think that he might end up tr- coming up really clutch. And something that we mentioned in the episode with all facts is this is not just some all star game that they're just gonna have fun, bounce the raw ball around, and try to put on for the fans. This is a MEAC in conference battle between two teams looking to make a push towards the uh, towards the conference to- uh, tournament. So both of these teams actually have something to prove. Don't get it twisted. The venue definitely screams all-star atmosphere. But at the end of the day, these two teams have much more on the line in terms of what they need to do in the in this game in order to project further into their season how they how this season might end up um at the end, you know, especially in terms of seeding. That one's really important. But Ryan, now we get to the meat and potatoes of All-Star Weekend, right? This is where All-Star Saturday kicks off. This is where things really, really get interesting. And we're going to start with the Taco Bell Skills Challenge. Now, like Ryan mentioned earlier, this is one of the few challenges that actually got a little bit of a revamp. Um, This year, they're doing it in the format of three teams, the, the Antetokounmpo brothers, the Cavaliers, they have three players from the Cavaliers representing that team and a trio of rookies. I'll read out all the guys in a second. And they will compete a new format that features four events. So the guys on each squad for Team Rooks, it's Scotty Barnes, Cade Cunningham, and Josh Giddy. For Team Cavs, it's Jared Allen, Darius Garland, Evan Mobley. For Team, team Antetokounmpo, it's Giannis, Alex, and Thanasis. So let's go through real quick. One of the biggest things that's important is that when you look at this setup, these three teams will end up participating in shooting, passing, and dribbling drills as a part of this skills challenge. I think that's very important to touch on when you talk about exactly how this all will go. Each of the three teams will compete in the first three rounds of the Taco Bell skills challenge. The the two teams with the most challenge points after the first three rounds will advance to the final round Challenge points are earned by winning each of the first three rounds. So with that being the case, Ryan, who do you have of these three teams coming out with the dub? Do you take the rookies, the Cavaliers representing the city, or do you take the Antetokounmpo's who obviously have the family connection? So you look at chemistry-wise, and I think the two teams that have that aspect are the Antetokounmpo brothers, and the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think the reason why I choose the Cleveland Cavaliers is because they have the extra motivation of playing in their hometown. You know, you have three great players with the Cleveland Cavaliers right now. Now you look at the Cavs, Darius Garland, Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, three phenomenal players for this team. Darius Garland stepping up big time for Ricky Rubio and Colin Sexton as they both went down uh, due to injury earlier in the season, Jared Allen and Evan Mobley, they make up one of the top front courts in the NBA as well. Evan Mobley also being selected in the Rising Stars game as well. I think he's a, he's a front runner for the rookie of the year. I think for me, I think the Cavs just can do it all. And then you also look at, you know, breaking it down, scoring, passing, dribbling. You have the right mixture of players who can score pass and dribble. I'm not mad at your pick. The only thing is that I don't know who's shooting threes for this team because I think Darius is going to have to carry in that department. And I think the three-point shooting is going to be the one thing that could end up costing 
the Cavaliers, man. I'm going to go with the Young Guns, Team Rooks. I think that this team probably has the best shooting capacity. Look, the other team is Team Giannis Antetokounmpo or Team Antetokounmpo's, excuse me. And look, man, I don't know if I'm trusting these three guys to knock down a big jumper from deep. I think that I would at least put my my trust in Scotty Barnes, Kate Cunningham, and Josh Giddy. Look, as a whole, not a bunch of shooters in this group. So the shooting aspect of this challenge is going to be, I think, what really defines who comes out as the winners. But I'm going to take Team Rooks to get the dub. Next up, you already know the vibes, man. Three-point contest. Very vibey. Always one of the more exciting events of the year arguably i would say probably the most exciting event nowadays considering the fact that the dunk contest seems to be a little bit watered down every year with the way things have been played out but the mountain dew three-point contest is filled with all-stars from zach levine to carl anthony towns to fred van vliet to trey young headlined by eight player by an eight player field that will see a first time champion crown. Now, the reason why it's first time champion is obviously because this is under the Mountain Dew aspect of things. Um overall, the overall group is CJ McCollum, Trey Young, Zach Levine, Desmond Bain, Carl Anthony Towns, Fred Van Vliet, Luke Kennard, and Patty Mills. That's the entirety of the field. So a first-time Mountain Dew three-point contest champion will be crowned this year. Um, you have to factor in that there is one thing that touched that that stands out, and this was factored. This was featured last year. The Mountain Dew three-point contest will again feature the Dew Zone, two deep shot locations positioned equidistant between the traditional racks at the top of the three-point arc and adjacent wing rack. Each of the two ball pedestals in the Dew Zone is located six feet behind the three-point line. They showing some range out here, fellas. And holds one special green ball, the three ball. Shots made with the green ball are worth three points. In addition to the Dew Zone, the Mountain Dew three-point contest will have five main shooting locations. So these are the typical ones, obviously. Side, cor- side corner, middle, corner, side. So that's kind of like typical setup. 70 seconds for each competitor to get the ball up and the maximum amount of points they can score is 40 within a round. The player with the highest score in the championship round will win the Mountain Dew three-point contest. So, Ryan, I'm going to go through the field one more time. C.J. McCollum, Trey Young, Zach Levine, Desmond Bain, Carl Anthony Towns, Fred Van Vliet, Luke Kennard, Patty Mills, who you got winning the three-point contest? I think for me, the first-time All-Star gets it done. I think Fred Van Vliet, for me, is the winner. And I just I just have a feeling this weekend is going to be Fred Van, Van, uh, Fred Van Vliet's weekend. I think he's going to have a huge impact in this three-point shooting contest as well as the All-Star game. And I'll just kind of read out a couple stats here that I, that I think are interesting. Fred Van Vliet's four threes a game are actually uh, the most in the league right now. Actually, no, they're second most in the league right now behind Steph Curry. But Fred Van Vliet, one of the top three-point shooters in the NBA, 40%, 40.1% from three this season. So I think for me, Fred Van Vliet gets it done. I think what's really going to separate him from the pack is if he's able to be efficient in the do zone. Yeah, man. For me, you already know the vibes. I showed off my Bulls fandom in the Rising Stars Challenge. I'm going to show it again. Zach Levine, two-time AT&T slam dunk champion. And this is his third time showing up in the three-point contest. With that being the case, man, third time's got to be the charm, bro. I think he's going to come out and shoot. I think the other thing, he's going he's gonna to come out excited. This was a, this is a guy, due to injury, might have actually ended up missing this weekend. But just in time, was cleared. I think he's going to take that as a blessing. I think that's going to be something that carries over into the three-point contest, maybe even into the All-Star game. I think Zach Levine comes out and finally wins that three-point contest. But the guys that I would watch out for, There's two guys in particular that I think definitely need to be watched. Trey Young, because of that do zone, is a menace. That is a dude you want to be careful about. And the other guy outside of the guys that we named, 
I'm going to go with Desmond Bain. From an efficiency level, Desmond Bain scares me. I think those corner shots are going to be where he might be able to eat. I don't know if the range is there to be dangerous with the do shots, but I think with some of the regular racks, he's going to kill. Watch out for Patty Mills, too. Not too scared about Patty, but watch him mess around and be a danger all the way to the end. But like I said, I'm going to go with the homie Zach Levine. Got to wear the Bulls fandom on the podcast, of course, you know, of course. Um. Last up in terms of the events, the, the typical events for uh, for Saturday is the AT&T Slam Dunk Contest. Nothing too crazy. Cole Anthony, Jalen Green, Obi Toppin, and Juan Toscano-Anderson are set to take off on the State Farm All-Star Saturday night game, or uh, uh, dunk contest, excuse me. That'll be on Saturday at 8 on TNT. So again, I'll mention out some of the guys that are in the grouping, or all of the guys that are in the grouping, excuse me. Uh, Cole Anthony, Juan Toscano Anderson, Obi Toppin, and Jalen Green. All of these guys are making debuts within this outside of Obi Toppin. That guy is making his second straight appearance, and he actually came as a runner-up last season. Every other guy in this group is out for blood, out to make their mark. And we saw this with, Ham- with Hamadou Diallo a couple seasons ago. This is a guy who definitely kind of put his name on the map by winning the dunk contest. One of these other guys is looking to do the same. Ryan, who you got winning the slam dunk contest? I want to point out something interesting because I I think it needs to be noted. The last big man to win the dunk contest was 2012. Jeremy Evans, Utah Jazz. Since then, there has not been one big that has won the NBA dunk contest, which puts Obi Toppin at a disadvantage. And as much as I want to go with my Knicks fandom and picking Obi Toppin, I'm going to go with another New York player, Cole Anthony. I think for me, Cole Anthony has a lot of tricks up his sleeve for this event. And I'm really interested to see what he has planned. I think a final between Jalen between Jalen Green and Cole Anthony is must see TV. But I think, and I I really want pull for, pull for Obi Toppin. But I think what's what's going to end up happening is that Cole Anthony is going to come out on top, and it's going to be a close one. Yeah, I think that that's definitely the competition to uh to watch, considering the fact. That those probably are the two bounciest guys in this grouping, I would say, especially from an in-game dunking standpoint. I got to go with my namesake, bro. Not literally, obviously, but another one of the Jalens. Got to go with Jalen Green in this one. The bounce is too ridiculous. He hasn't been having a lot of success in terms of playing amongst the Houston Rockets. You could argue that Cole Anthony isn't either, but he's been having a really, really great season. Jalen Green is looking for something to help really jumpstart. His year, I think that winning the slam dunk contest could be the perfect opportunity for him to get a jolt that'll help kind of propel himself into a better second half of the year as the Rockets try to close out this season strong with hopes that obviously going into this offseason, they can kind of slowly but surely start to turn things around. I'm going to go with Jalen Green to get the W. I think that this is going to be a really interesting matchup. I hate to do this to Juan Escano Anderson too, man, because I, I know that he is definitely going to be a factor in this. But at the end of the day, Ryan, I really feel like Jalen Green versus Cole Anthony, that's going to be what this all comes down to. And let the best man win. You know what I mean? Like, that's the, that's how that's what it's looking like right now. Let the best man win. So we got all the big stuff out the way. Um, the, there's two more events left. The next one is the NBA G League Next Gym Game. So I'm going to explain this game very briefly. Nothing too, too crazy in terms of like the rulings, just a very typical straight up game displaying the G League Ignite program as they take on the Cleveland Charge representing their local area. So in this matchup, pretty straightforward. The G League's top young players will be on display in Cleveland in the inaugural NBA G League Next Gym game, a new facet of the NBA All-Star 2022 is that it will be paying tribute to the 75th anniversary, and it tips off at 2 o'clock on Sunday. This is going to be one of those really interesting games that puts the new kids on the block next to the home team looking for something to prove. The G League has been one of the most interesting interesting facets of basketball to keep up with over the last two seasons. 
Ryan, who you got? G League Knight or the Cleveland Charge? I'm going to go with the Cleveland Charge because I think, you know, like I said earlier with the Cavaliers and the skills challenge, the home field advantage benefits the uh, the charge here. And then you also have RJ Nemhard and Justin James, two players that are averaging over 20 points a game. You also look at Taco Fall as well. He's going to use his size to attack the boards, block shots, protect the paint. I don't know if the Ignite team has somebody who can go head-to-head with Taco Fall. And I think that's like the outside shooting is there and the playmaking is there for the Ignite team. But can you get it done in the paint? Because I think points in the paint are the points in the paint are going to favor the, the charge over the Ignite team. Look, Ryan, I hate to do that. I hate to do this to you. I hate to be that guy, but I'm going to go with the young guns, man. I'm going to go with the G League Ignite team. And it's just because they have way too much to prove. You know, we talked to April the other day. and One of the things he pointed out was that the G League Ignite team does not have the same caliber of season that the regular G League teams do, in which that takes them out of the mix, especially once we get closer to March and March Madness goes crazy for college. That's going to take them really out of the mix having that shortened season. So, again, like I mentioned earlier, talking about the Rising Stars Challenge, these type of games are the ones that are going to help some of the draft picks really put themselves on the map. And I think that's going to be really important for them in this game in particular on a big stage against a team that has a lot on the line, right? They're the home squad talking about the charge. But look, Jaden Hardy, Michael Foster, who's not going to actually, uh, who I, I think not isn't going to be in the um, the uh, Rising Stars game. So I think he's going to take that like on the chin. Marjan Beauchamp, Dyson Daniels. I mean, they've got a group. I think another guy to watch out for that might be able to hang with Taco Fall is Malik Pope, two blocks a game for them. That's a guy to watch out for. I think that both of these teams have a lot to prove, but Man, the G League Ignite guys, they quite literally have draft capital on the line. This game, for them, could be the difference between getting drafted in the lottery and being a late 20 pick or maybe even first couple picks out of the second round. And I know that sounds crazy. Again, all-star game. I get it. But look, man, this is a game that has a lot riding on it because the hometown team is going to come to play but these draft picks, man, they are trying to make sure that they have a seat at the table in that top 14. So I'm going to go with the G League Ignite team to get the dub in this one. Definitely think it's going to be a fun game. And this is actually going to be, this in the Rising Stars games, I think are actually going to be the most competitive of all the actual games we watch, Um, obviously, over the course of the weekend. Celebrity game, and it'll be all right. The All-Star game. That one's interesting because of the Elam ending um, aspect of things. I'll talk about that in a second. But I think that this G League game and the Rising Stars tournament games, man, we're going we're gonna to see some really solid basketball. So um, last up, we have the All-Star game. And the All-Star game has been pretty prepped for the last couple of weeks now of all the picks are set a couple of guys have finally gotten named as alternates due to injury so with this being set up the way that the rosters are set up right now team lebron just to go over it Giannis antetokounmpo steph curry demar Derozan, obviously lebron himself nicole Jokic, jared allen who was who was a replacement for james harden who will not be in this game Jimmy Butler, Luka Doncic, Darius Garland, James Harden, again, who I mentioned won't be playing, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, and Fred Van Vliet. For Team Durant, Kevin Durant will not be playing in this game due to injury, but he also has Joel Embiid, John Morant, Jason Tatum, Andrew Wiggins, and Trey Young as the starters, LaMelo Ball, who comes in as, as the injury replacement for Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Rudy Gobert, Zach Levine, Chris Middleton, DeJounte Murray, who steps in for uh, steps in for Draymond Green, who um will not be in this game due to injury, and Carl Anthony Towns. Um, the way that this game is set up, it's been something that's different now. It has an Elam ending set up to it through four quarters. Uh, the The goal is basically to I think the 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 goal score was a hundred or was it a hundred and twenty? Um, 
And so the idea is to hit that, that number. And as soon as a team crosses that threshold at the end of the game, and they have to hit exactly, um, let me, let me double check to make sure I got the score proper. I think it's a hundred. If I'm not mistaken, I think it's a hundred, but, um, Basically, the Elam ending makes it where once you hit that exact score at the end of the fourth quarter, the game is over. Things tend to get pretty competitive through the, the fourth quarter, but the first couple quarters are kind of slow. Ryan, I don't want to put too much emphasis on, like, the actual rules of the All-Star game because at the end of the day, you know what I mean? It's one of those games that kind of is a little dry for the first three quarters. But um, I read out the rosters. Who do you have winning this game? Man, Jalen. This this is this is tough. Okay, so looking at face value, you can argue LeBron has the better team mm -hmm. with the roster that he put together. I'm gonna go against the grain. I'm gonna go ahead and say Team Durant because oh, okay. there is something about this team that I feel like they can they can pull off a fourth quarter stretch where. You're not going to believe this. Andrew Wiggins, of all players, leads the charge. Because oh, my goodness. This, this is the thing, okay? I know we've been, we've been you know, throwing the idea of Andrew Wiggins being an all-star under the radar because of a lot of the attention that he has, has brought to this all-star game. But how fitting would it be if Andrew Wiggins was the guy who wins MVP at the end of the game? Like, how fitting would it be, like, to silence all the all the people, all the critics that were going against uh, the idea of him being an all star, how fitting would it be that he wins the MVP? Just food for thought. But then looking at the rest of this team, yeah, you, know, you have you have Trey Young, great three point shooter, incredible range, Lamelo Ball, pretty much could do it all for your team. Devin Booker playing like an MVP candidate, one of the top scorers in the league. Rudy Gobert, defensive anchor. Zach Levine, of course, you know, Chicago Bulls. Jalen can go on and on about how great Zach Levine has been this season. Chris Middleton, another guy who was, was a questionable all-star. Deontay Murray, this is a guy I think could have a huge impact coming off the bench for Team Durant. Carl Anthony Towns, another big name that can hit some threes. Jason Tatum, John Morant, Joel Embiid. The other thing, too, like you, you have to factor in the Kobe trophy, right? So Jason Tatum and Devin Booker, two players that idolized Kobe growing up. I think those are two players that could have really big games for them. Like, obviously, the name value is on LeBron's side. But don't be surprised if Team Durant comes out of nowhere in that fourth quarter. Interesting. Going against the grain. And I do see the vengeance factor. Andrew Wiggins returning to his stomping grounds, mind you. Returning to the stomping grounds. The the, the team. The Cleveland uh, Cavaliers were the team that drafted him in 2014 with the first overall pick and then traded him to the Minnesota Timberwolves. How fitting would that be if he gets the all-star game MVP? I'm calling it right now. I like the I like the storyline element. I like the storyline element. But I still got to go with Team LeBron. And I'm going to use it for storyline value as well. They have a young gun by the name of Darius Garland that is going to come out and hoop. And look at some of the guys that he has around him. Giannis, Steph, DeMar, Jimmy, Nikola Jokic, Chris Paul. I think these, even LeBron himself, I think these are all guys that are going to embrace the young cat on the block. If you remember one of Kyrie Irving's first all-star appearances, he won the all-star MVP. I think that in his city, part of this Cleveland Cavaliers team, I think that they embrace the young kid. Darius Garland, I'm going to put it out here right now. Finishes with more than 25 points, at least seven dimes, and hoists the trophy as all-star MVP. I think the city, I think the, the I think Ohio, the Ohio natives, I think the all-star vets around him all embrace this storyline. 
and throw a bucket over to my guy Darius Garland. But, Ryan, I do have to give you this. That Kobe Trophy motivation? Very interesting factor. Because if it's not Andrew Wiggins for your team, one of those Kobe disciples look very promising in terms of putting up buckets to make up for the fact that Kevin Durant won't be playing. Another thing to look out too, you're just you're just gonna throw Jared Allen under the rug. Like, like Jared Allen's been phenomenal this entire season. You don't think he's gonna come out and and show up for the home crowd? Yeah, I mean, in an all-star game, though, I mean, you know what I mean? Like. I'm not sure, bro. That's one of those that's kind of lot, but There's not a lot of center depth on your team either, especially coming off the bench. I don't think the centers are going to go very crazy, and you've got two defensive centers being Rudy Gobert and Jared Allen. So it's kind of one of those things where if you're talking about an all-star game and getting buckets, I think Darius Garland is going to be that guy for Cleveland. I definitely think that he'll show up. But that is the end of all of the festivities. We will probably be posting graphics for these uh, picks on social media at the Hoop Talk Pod um, just to show who we picked as a recap. We'll probably post these prior to each event just so you guys can get a feel for it as the events are happening. We'll even post some clips from the events just to kind of help really embrace the All-Star Weekend. But we have one last thing that we have to do if we're going to have the All-Star Special. And Ryan, it's the big boy all-star draft, man. There's no way in the world that the HTP isn't going to do the draft. So our version of the draft, very simple, simple, very similar to Team LeBron versus Team Durant. It's Team J versus Team Ryan. Going to do it very simply. Ryan, I will grant you with the first overall pick in this matchup. What we are going to do is we are going to pick 12 guys from the overall pool of the all-stars that were selected. That includes guys who are from the starters, guys who are outright reserves, and guys who are called up as injury replacements. Any of those guys are on the table, but if they are not qualified as an all-star, they cannot be chosen. Again, 12-man roster. This will be our team. At the end, let us know on social media whose team you think is better. So, Ryan, like I said before, of course, we're factoring in health as well. This is factoring in, obviously, that these guys would be able to play in said all-star game as part of the all-star matchup. So, again, any of the injured guys are able to play in our so, so or a quote-unquote uh, simulation game if we were to throw this on 2K. Again, just a little disclaimer. But, Ryan, you have the first overall pick, my friend. Who do you have? Well, I'm going to go with LeBron James, one of the most consistent basketball players of all time, doing otherworldly things at age 37. Seems like the easy pick. Yeah, man. Got to go with the other captain for, for the other team, obviously. Kevin Durant at his healthiest. Absolute beastie. Can't be mad at him. Been balling all season long. Second overall pick, I'm going to go with Nikola Jokic. Uh, reigning MVP, putting up better numbers than his MVP season last year. I think he has the ability to win MVP again. Look, man, I'm going to get my Bulls fandom out of the way really quick because when I did this same formatted stuff with my guy uh, Thomas from the Goated NBA uh, podcast, he took all my Bulls guys early. I got to get my dude DeMar DeRozan just past uh, one of the greats as ter in terms of scoring 30-plus points on 50% shooting seven straight times. The efficiency is elite. I got to go with that man, DeMar DeRozan, man. Okay, so for my third pick, I'm going to take some shooting. I want Steph Curry, eight-time All-Star, seven-time All-NBA, greatest shooter ever. The name speaks for itself. Steph Curry, my third overall pick. I will trade you a shooter for a guy who will dunk on your mama. I'm going to take Joel Embiid. This guy is probably the leading candidate. For MVP right now, if it wasn't my guy, DeMar DeRozan, Joel Embiid has been an absolute terror on the court so far this season. Good luck covering him in the post. Okay, so for my fourth pick, I am going to go with Devin Booker. I think Devin Booker is somebody who should have been starting from the beginning and one of the top scorers in the league right now. He's my fourth overall pick. All right, so you got D-Book. 
let's get this out of the way, man. We got to get the MVP in Giannis Antetokounmpo off the board. This is one of those guys who is definitely, as LeBron said, one of the hardest playing players in NBA All-Star history. Got to go with him as another one of the big guns on this team. Very big, very big rangy squad right now. Big rangy squad. Well, speaking of range, I'm going to go with Jason Tatum to complete my lineup uh, for my team. Jason Tatum, another phenomenal player, very deserving of an all-star honor. Coming on strong as the Boston Celtics are one of the top defensive teams in the NBA as well. That's a good pick. Jason Tatum definitely been coming on strong these last couple of games too. Him and Jalen Brown have been forces to reckon with pretty much for the majority of the last month, honestly, too. Um, I'm going to complete my starting lineup. Kind of stick with the rangy guys, man. Give me Luka Doncic at the point guard position. Very weird team so far. I'm not going to lie. Not going to sit here and try to say that this is not a, uh, an interesting lineup so far. But we got, we got rangy guys. We got guys who can get buckets. So for me, to start off my bench, I'm going to go ahead and grab Chris Paul, 12-time All-Star, 2013 All-Star game MVP. Another great player doing great things uh, here in his 17th year as well in the NBA. Man, Chris Paul is just going to be amazing for this team. Coming off the bench as a playmaker, he can hit some shots as well. He can do it all. Well, Ryan, here's where I start picking up steam because I let you slide a couple times with these picks, but now I got to start getting these bangers. I'm going to get James Harden. Right off the bat, look, man, I know you might be looking at him as a team obliterator at the moment, but if I need me some buckets, I'm giving James Harden the ball. He's my first guy off the bench. I'm going to go take Jimmy Butler with my second pick off the bench. One of the great two-way players in the NBA, one of the leaders in the NBA in triple doubles, six-time All-Star, four-time All-NBA, 2015 uh, most improved player as well. So, um I actually, I think he's going to have another uh, big impact for my team coming off the bench. Another strong pick. I'm going to go with the guard position again. Got to go with one of my favorite players in the NBA right now, John Morant. Big high flyer. I think he's going to play extremely hard. First time all-star. I think that he's going to be somebody that's going to want to represent very well for Team Durant in Kevin Durant's absence. That's a tough pick. So let me see. I'm going to need some depth coming off the bench. Give me Carl Anthony Towns. Somebody who can shoot the three, play great defense, another three-time All-Star. Carl Anthony Towns, I think he's the guy for me uh, as, the, as my starting center off the bench. Definitely a big bounce-back year for Carl. Shout-out to Carl Anthony Towns. He's had a pretty pretty rough couple of us last season, especially last season in particular. For me, man, you already know. Got to get the Bulls fandom out of the way while still being able to get some top flight talent. Give me Zach Levine. My guard my guard position, after being very small in the starting lineup, we got some real guards who can put up buckets. Give me Zach, obviously. So for me, I'm going to go with Deontay Murray, another player that leads the uh, NBA in triple doubles. And he's coming on strong, having a breakout year for the Spurs. Um I think, again, somebody that should have made the all-star team originally, but I'm going to go with Deontay Murray. Yeah, I like to hear it. Honestly, DeJounte's been really solid so far this season, and I think the big thing about him is that he's doing it within a market that's not going to show him the kind of love that he might deserve. I'm kind of beyond calling guys underrated, especially specifically in this season. I don't feel like anybody outside of maybe Jalen Brown and maybe Brandon Ingram were truly snubbed. But outside of that, I mean, between all the guys being injury replacements or, of course, of course, the dudes within the reserves, I feel like they pretty much got just about everybody right. DeJounte Murray definitely got his just due. Huge moment for him being able to be on the squad. Um, I'm going to finally, well, man, the team's getting smaller and smaller by the day, isn't it? I'm going to finally get a little bit of rim protection I'm going to go ahead and grab that man, Jared Allen. I think he'll show out in Cleveland. I think he's going to be really big in this game. I don't think that it's going to be big to the point of winning all-star MVP, as I mentioned with Darius Garland earlier. But I think in a one-on-one matchup, if we had to sim this on 2K, that's the guy I'm going with to give me a little rim protection behind, you know, Joel Embiid. 
Giannis Antetokounmpo and Kevin Durant if he's feeling frisky. I'm going to go with another player who should have made the all-star team at first. We're going to go with Lamelo Ball, solid scorer, sneaky defender, great playmaker. Like I mentioned earlier, he's going to have a huge impact in the Rising Stars game. Now, for my team, another player that I think could do it all coming off the bench. Yeah, man, I'm going to trade you with the guard of my own by picking up Donovan Mitchell, one of the best scorers in the league, a guy that I actually forgot on my initial list when I did my article for my all-star reserve picks coming out of the West. He's a guy who's going to be able to fill it up. I think that he'll be a big-time scorer. And look, we, we got buckets off this bench, man. We got a lot of range in the starting lineup, but we got buckets galore coming off the bench, man. We both got two picks left. Who you got? Give me Draymond Green, one of the top defenders in the league right now. I think if he, if he was not injured, he would have a huge impact for uh, Team Durant on the defensive side of the ball, somebody that can help Rudy Gobert down low. Yeah, man, I think that this would be a really interesting pairing. I am going to shout out my guy real quick. Freddie All-Star, man. Got to pay him his respects. I'm going to pick Fred Van Vliet. Definitely, I think, a guy that deserved to be on this team. I'm going to go with Freddie All-Star. You know, given what I said about Andrew Wiggins a minute ago, you know what? I'm going to take Andrew Wiggins. Okay. Why not? Why not? Why not? Okay. So, like I said earlier, okay, the narrative is there for him to win the All-Star Game MVP. It could be a hot take, but if it happens on Sunday, you heard it here first. Hanging on to his convictions. I love to see it, man. That's what you're t- that's what I'm talking about, man. Hanging on to the conviction, sticking with this man, Andrew Wiggins. We've given him a hard time so far this season, but it's hard to argue that Andrew Wiggins in, in the city that, that once drafted him never got to not even dribble the ball for them. But a guy nonetheless that might come in with a little bit of vengeance, definitely think he would be an interesting pickup. And I'm going to go with the guy who, you know, we were just on. Look, my team gets really small once we get to the bench, but I don't care. We're getting buckets off this bench. So I'm going to get Trey Young with the last pick. One of the guys that I think um, definitely would come out and show out on this team. We got Luka Doncic and Trey Young, two former picks that were basically traded for each other before even entering uh, entering the league. Ryan, I got to ask you this question, though, my guy. There's a couple of guys. Still kind of left within the group. So we the some of the dudes that didn't get picked up, Chris Middleton is probably the biggest one. Rudy Gobert next to him. That's all from Team Durant. And then if you go to Team LeBron, um, I think we got everybody. Uh, did we get Darius? No, we didn't get Darius Garland on that team. So yeah, who would have been your next pick had we had a 13th? overall pick left oh it would have been Darius would have been Darius for sure the reason why I did not go with Darius was because I already had a lot of guards on my team so I was looking to more forwards and centers um you know I saw I have Chris Paul Steph Curry um you know I look at the other 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 side I have Jason Tatum as a guard forward combo um yeah I picked LaMelo Devin Booker Deontay so I have the guard depth there already I just think Darius Garland would have would have slid to the end of the bench on my team which I think would have just been a huge dishonor for him as a player given the season that he's had fair enough and I gotta throw on my own little quick disclaimer I went with Trey Young over Darius Garland simply out of fandom purposes Outside of being a Chicago Bulls fan, for people who have listened to this podcast long enough, yes, I mess with the Wizards because I'm located in the DMV area, but I also mess with the Atlanta Hawks because I was born in Georgia. Yeah, give me crap for it. Give me crap for it in the comments. I don't want to hear it. At the end of the day, I got to give my guy Trey Young a little bit of love. I still stand by Darius Garland in the All-Star game this year. Definitely think that the guys for Team LeBron are going to embrace him. Think he's going to continue to have a really solid season. But of course, like I said, I had to rep my guy Trey Young at the end of the day with that being said guys remember to like comment and subscribe in terms of following us on the hoop talk pod instagram page as well as tiktok you can check us out at the hoop talk podcast uh with jalen dixon and ryan lasco on pretty much apple spotify iHeartRadio, google podcast your mom's radio in her living room you can pretty much hear us anywhere that you get podcasts man so definitely check us out 
post-All-Star break, things are going to really start to kick up as we get to push towards the playoffs. But also, March Madness is around the corner. So for my college basketball fans, look out. We are coming into clutch with a lot of college basketball stuff, getting back on that grind. But Ryan, solid episode as always, my guy. Get us up out of here. Transitioning to our question of the day for our fans, which team do you think is better, Team Jalen or Team Ryan? This has been a great episode today on the Hoop Talk Podcast. Of course, make sure when you subscribe to us on Apple, you rate our podcast five stars and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. We will see you guys next episode. Peace.